Welcome to episode 502 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I am sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or if you listen on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I'd like to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as uh, Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them up on the station as you hear them with all the music and everything. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, I also have some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out over on Amazon. I have a Patreon page uh, where you can sign up at any membership uh, level, uh, tier level there, to uh, get any additional content. I have one episode of the show up there so far. Uh, more to come in November, uh, once I get back from the Paracon. Um, so, um, help is never expected, but always appreciated. Oh, and I also have, um, I forgot to mention, I do have uh, links for uh, PayPal and Venmo if you'd like to make a one-time donation. Um, but yeah, help is never expected, but always appreciated. Uh, especially at, right now, as I am going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this November 4th and 5th. Uh, that's just under two weeks away from now. Um, that's going to be in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Um, and uh, it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. And um, I'm going to be um, going to the presentations there as many as I can, and hopefully talking with people and making audio recordings of myself and anyone else that wants to join me, talking about all things paranormal. And then I'll bring those recordings back and feature them on shows. So. Um, as I always say, um, with the I forgot to mention the after help us uh, appreciate but never expected. There are other expenses along with um, the travel expenses. There's, of course, equipment and research materials. So just wanted to put that out there. I think that covers just about everything for now. Um, so I think I can get to the stories here. Thank you all for being here and listening. Um, we get to see, we get to the stories here, and we'll get started with that. Uh, let me see. Okay. This one says, At my parents' house, I was taking out the recycling. The recycling bins are in the backyard. After, re um, after emptying the recycling bin, I pushed open the backyard gate. I glanced at the neighbor's backyard and saw something I couldn't explain. I saw a small light on the side of the neighbor's house, outlining a tiny humanoid 
creature. This creature ran extremely fast, clearing the neighbor's backyard gate in a single jump. The sight was horrifying, and I froze, unable to move. My heart was beating rapidly. I tried to rationalize the sighting, but I knew what I had seen. I had trouble sleeping that night, and couldn't forget the incident. The creature was uh, around three to four feet tall, colorless, stocky, and moved too quickly to be human. It never made eye contact and just kept running forward. I don't know if the experience was paranormal, but it was not normal either. I wish I had taken a photo, but it happened so fast. Does anyone know what that could have been? And that's where that story ends. Um, it sounds like some kind of version of um, uh, what, what you would like call the, uh, basically a, a little, little, little figure, little one sighting, um, just of, I don't know what kind, but different names apply, of course, to all those. There's uh, fae, fairy, elves, gnomes. Um, I don't know. Colorless is, is um, that's a uh, detail that I wonder about. Uh, I'm wondering if it was the light that was blotting out the color, but I don't know. But the height and then the speed is amazing there, especially going over a gate when it's, it's that much shorter. Um, I'm wondering how tall the gate was. I know some, some yards, fences, and gates, they're only... They're, they're, they are only three or four feet tall, but then there's other ones, obviously, where people have these fences and gates that are more like privacy fences, where they're, they go up almost a, basically taller than a person, or at least up to like five or more feet. So I wonder about that as well, but I, I don't know. Um, really amazing story there. I don't blame the writer for being surprised by that. And... Uh, I'm wondering, of course, where they're at, where they lived uh, at the time, uh, where their parents lived. But um, obviously we don't know that, but it doesn't really matter in a way because there are sightings of uh, such figures all around. I think, I mean, definitely all around Europe and then the U.S. as well. So could have been anywhere. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's really different versions of that kind of a figure Possibly all around the world. <coughs> so, um, amazing story there. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what they saw. Excuse me, but, um, so neat story there. Uh, let me see here. I gotta check on something. I can't remember if I, I did. Okay. Wanted to make sure my phone was silenced. Um, so... Moving on to the next story here. Let's see. Check on something. Uh, yeah, everything looks good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, moving on to the next story here. This one says, This happened when I was seven years old. It was a family gathering at my parents' house. While everyone was, everyone was talking, I felt compelled to look out, to look out the window. 
There weren't any curtains or blinds on that window to my left. I saw a pale little boy by a tree very close to the window. The boy and I locked eyes with the boy appearing surprised that I could see him. I squinted to get a better look, but didn't feel scared. When I looked away and then back, the ghostly boy had disappeared. I told my brother about this right away, marking it as the day I saw a ghost. Over time, I began to doubt the experience, thinking I might convince myself it was nothing. But the encounter left me wondering whether ghosts resemble human beings rather than being transparent or just gray or blurs. I also wondered why I had more paranormal experiences as a, as a child compared to what I have now. And that's where the story ends. It's sort of a short one. Um, and of course, people that sort of don't look into these things wouldn't be aware that there are a lot of um, experiences people have as a child, sometimes even more in, than what they do have when they're an adult. So that part doesn't surprise me so much. And again, if if they don't, if you if you're not looking into these things, um, it might be surprising to someone that ghosts, whatever they may be, look solid. That they don't look like you would see on TV uh, or movies, um, because there's a range. Yes, there are some that look transparent or translucent. There are some that are just blobs or blurs of a certain color. Um, but then you have the other ones where they look like a regular person, but then they appear or disappear or both too fast to be a regular person. Um, so I don't blame the writer there if they're not into these things, uh, for being, for having those questions at all. And, uh, but yeah, that's not uncommon there. What, what they, they, they talked about. And, um, that whole thing with, sort of getting this feeling that they should look in a certain direction or to a certain place that happens so much, not just with, um, with ghost stories, but with a lot of other things too, with, um, UFOs, aliens, whatever cryptids. Uh, and I, I don't know what that is, but it's there. And so is that some kind of a contact with, with some other entities or is it just sensing them? Or is it both? Um, I don't know. But uh, really odd. I sort of had that last night when I, I like I mentioned, I went. I I decided at like twenty minutes before stream time that well, I might as well go. go I might as well go, excuse me. I can't talk. I might as well go get the mail, and um, and so I did that, and that's when I saw something that. Uh, I couldn't really easily explain. And I've had, um, I've talked about it with some friends and I had one suggest that it sounded like, um, like, uh, satellites. Another, another one suggested or mentioned that they didn't think it did sound like satellites. And I have no idea one way or the other, except for I, it did seem like there was a presence there, a couple of presences there. Um, and right in the direction of where those lights were at. So I don't know for sure, but, uh, so, and I don't discount either of those friends' points of view on that. I have no idea. 
but um, but still, there was that initial factor of, oh, I'm just going to go and get the mail. I don't know why I feel like doing it right now, but uh, that's what I'm going to go and do. And I did. And then I had that sighting. So uh, who knows? To me, that sort of kind of hints at maybe there was something going on there. Um, but obviously, I don't know. So neat story there. And uh, I'll move on to the next one. But yeah, the uh, the contact or the suggestion or whatever that is really is amazing to me because I just don't know what that um, how that works or what that means or uh, if it's good or bad or if it depends on the situation. I guess it probably depends on each individual case. So uh, moving on to the next story here. This one says, I had a recent paranormal experience, one of many from over the years, occurring roughly every year or two. I am married and have two kids. This experience involved my wife, who partially witnessed it. It took place late at night, after watching a movie and heading to bed. My wife and I were in bed when we heard the doorknob twist and the bedroom door pop open. We initially assumed it was one of our boys coming into the room, as our kids occasionally do. I stood up and noticed the door slowly opening, but no one was visible in the doorway. The door swung open wide, as if pushed by an invisible force. I expected to see one of my sons, but found nothing in the hallway. After a prolonged pause, the door began to close on its own, and then latched and finally shut, with the doorknob releasing. This experience triggered an, an adrenaline rush and a fight-or-flight response in me. My wife was confused and asked which of our sons had come upstairs. I checked the hallway and stairwell, but found nothing. Both my wife and I went downstairs and found our sons sleeping in their bedroom. I usually have strange experiences on my own and then tell my wife about them, but this was the first time she was present and awake to witness one. I ruled out the possibility of wind causing the door to open as I work in construction and take care to ensure my doors are properly latched. So that's where the story ends. To me, even even if um, sort of the way that the door closes after kind of, to me, rules out the possibility of it being something to do with the house settling or wind or breeze or whatever, I can understand doors opening. I mean, I, that, that, if you hear about that, that happens. Uh, pressure changes, wind, whatever. But the fact that it closed back up after it opened, to me, is amazing. Uh, and suggests that there was someone there that they just did not see that opened the door, maybe was checking out the room, and then closed it, and then was gone. I wonder, in a way, um, if it was one of the boys, one of the, one of the kids, sort of somehow astral projecting, coming to 
to maybe visit the parents and then realizing, wait, I'm still asleep, sort of as everything was happening. But then again, I ha- it doesn't, I feel like I've only heard a few examples ever of anyone that's sort of having an out of body experience or, um, some kind of projection like that. I've, I haven't really heard too many stories of them interacting with physical objects to that degree. So I don't know. And, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's the, yeah. Um, it's just, it's a really odd story there. So the, uh, it seems like maybe someone, whether it was the kids or not in some kind of altered state, they, they were just moving around. Maybe it was some other entity entirely. And then they open the door and, oh, there's people in here. I better go. And then close the door. Sort of like what Rohan is, Rohan is saying in the chat there. Hello, Rohan. Um, I, yeah, it's just an amazing story. If it just opened and then that was it, again, it, it would be really easy to at least sort of write that off as any number of natural physical physical um, causes to that, to a door opening. Uh, but when it closes like that and then also latches, that's that's really amazing there. So I don't know with that one, but... Um, I'm glad that nothing else happened at the time. It's, it's amazing as well that the the um, the writer um, has had many experiences. So they were, um, but and yet they still had a reaction to what happened here. Probably because it wasn't just them, I would guess. Um, but um, yeah, neat story as well. So moving on to the next one here. Uh, let's see here. Okay, this one says, I live in a roughly 100-year-old house in the UK. My aunt visited with a friend named S. Of course, I don't use names here. Known for her psychic abilities. S, um, S claimed there was a presence in the house named M. Again, just going with letters here. Uh, Describing her appearance. I owned a wristwatch with an, uh, let me see, with an analog face and a digital panel. A year or two after hearing about M's presence, the watch went missing. I verbally asked M for help finding the watch one Sunday morning, I'm sorry, afternoon. After I had searched for days before this. The next morning, my husband and I heard the watch's alarm, which had its, uh, sorry, uh, lost my spot. Oh, there we go. Which led to, led us to a drawer in the dresser where we found the watch in a pair of shorts. The watch had uh, no alarm function set, and if it was set, it would have beeped at 3 p.m., its last set time. There is no rational explanation for the watch's behavior, and it's been about 15 years since the incident. Other incidents occurred in, have occurred in the house, which 
I attribute to M looking out for us. I misplaced the watch again recently, but haven't received any response to uh, requests, leading me to think that the house or the the watch is no longer inside the house, and I must have, must have left it elsewhere. Other than the terrible reading there that I did, sorry about that. Um, that story is that's the end of that story. Um, really amazing that the there was this this uh, watch that was sort of misplaced. I really wonder, and this is not um, sort of a judgment on anyone, but when you have people or entities that are from different time periods and they see devices that they don't don't understand or they're they're curious about. I wonder if sort of they, they go to look at them and 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 for some whatever reason they end up taking them and um and that's why people can't find them but then when people ask for them they're sort of they um feel bad for taking it or or moving it and so they put it back of course then the question is how does that work how does it vanish where does it go to when when um it's not there but um, it's amazing that that happened with the watch coming back like that and being put in a place where it was not there before, obviously. So, but, um, and if it's someone from a completely different time period, then it makes sense that they'd be curious. I had that happen with a um, an old cell phone once, actually, uh, where I had it um, set on the table next to my bed. And um, I went to sleep at night back when I was still slept more at night than in the daytime like I do now. And uh, this was not long after I moved into this apartment. And I woke up the next morning and the phone was not there. And uh, now this time I didn't have to ask for anything, but I was thinking, that's weird. What is, what, where did the phone go? And um, I looked around, around the bed and everything and, I had a pair of pants that were sort of stored near the bed there for just to for use another time. And the phone was in the pants pocket. Now I know I put it on the table the night before. Uh, but I wonder if someone again, if if you think about someone from another century or another time, and they see these objects that we have now, I could I don't blame them for being curious about what they are and then looking at them. And um, either putting them back in a different spot just because they, they I don't know, uh, maybe they were just, they want it to be, um, want us to know that they were there, or I don't know. There's a lot of different reasons that things could happen, I think. Also, I wonder if sometimes they can only hold the objects, holding these objects takes energy, and maybe they can't physically put it back where it was. For some reason, because otherwise it does seem like it's sort of a not so nice thing to do. But in so many cases, there's nothing else going on to indicate that whatever, whoever is there is not not nice or, or evil or anything like that. It's just things happen in certain ways. So I wonder about that, um, how that works. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know with that one, but I've had experience with that. I did have an experience with uh, a phone charger where I, I asked out loud one time. Uh, when I had set it on a chair, and I knew where I had set it, and I went to went to get it this one day, and it was not there, and I felt around the chair and everything, and could not find it, and I asked, 
trouble finding it because my phone ran out of, out of power. I said out loud, my family is going to start getting worried if they can't reach me. So, and not long after that, it was back where I'd put it when I went to look around again. So, weird things can happen with objects. But uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.